Okay, hi there. Welcome back to the Christopher Governor to show. And we're our double and soon triple podcasting. And we're doing Midas Touch top legal experts react to most important news of the week legal AF. Fortunately, it is 10-1, October 1st. So, Midas Touch for him on the new producer. Congratulations, me. I cover all the podcasts that relate to pro-democracy movement as well as ancient history. I'm interested in the Anunnaki Sumerian tablets. And other other uh, out there things, you know, so-called out there things that should be in the under the radar. Really, I mean, like should be no under the radar is the wrong term. Should be should be common knowledge. I'm all into uh, spreading what should be common knowledge. That's a good mot- motto for my my podcast. Spreading what should be common knowledge. Everybody should know that fucking Nazi ass dumb Trump. Reads nothing for pleasure but Hitler speeches. Idiots. Let that see you know, read it and weep. Let that sink in, idiots. Everybody should know that. And his daddy was was uh, arrested for rioting against police, much like his son should be. I'm the um, most vocal opponent, I'm a volunteer for the Justice Department, whether or not they fucking recognize me as such, probably not. Nobody seems to want to have anything to do with me because my, my I, I speak too much truth, but you know what, that's, that's fucking alright, alright man, they can't fire me because I'm a volunteer. <laughs> and uh yeah shout out to kamp student radio at the university varied stoner and kpyt pasquayaki travel radio travel radio travel radio on the rest with just a show dig it man a dismissal of that action, not for certain, but New York just passed the Adult Survivors Act reviving. Yeah, he's going to get slammed. <laughs> he raped uh, an editor for Elle in a department store. And she's got the receipts, literally. Haha. <laughs> she's got she's got the dress. She's got the, uh, you know. <laughs> gonna have to do a DNA test, bitch. I should also be um, doing TikTok videos, spreading the words. Ha 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 ha. There's just so much great news coming out to put Trump in fucking jail where he belongs. Take away his internet, bitches. And disqualify him and all the other fucking insurrectionists. 399 insurrectionist candidates around the country. All of them need to be disqualified within the next 20 days. So please do your job as an American, idiots. 
202-514-2000. Call that number. It's a justice department. Write it down. Memorize it. Call it every fucking day until they lock these uber criminals up. ...for sexual assault. So regardless, Trump is going to be sued. Gonna have to give a DNA test. ...for sexual assault when the law officially comes into effect. The most consequential legal news. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Popak. This is Legal AF. Michael Popak, how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. You know, it's funny when you when you did the intro for uh, the section on the 11th Circuit we're going to talk about first. I had the exact same note. This is when you and I have that Vulcan mind meld about um, with underlining the Department of Justice has had it with Eileen Cannon. You know that. KMP Student Radio at the University of Evanston. You know, the Department of Justice, they previously filed that motion for partial stay, which was granted by the 11th Circuit after being denied by Judge Eileen Cannon. So they got the 100 classified records back, which they said, this is what's going to cause us that irreparable injury and irreparable harm. So they got that back. And I think they were thinking to themselves, you know what, we can tolerate Judge Eileen Cannon in this process. At this point, the special master that was appointed, Judge Raymond Deary, is a respected judge who follows the law. Judge Raymond Deary is going to be the one making Travel recommendations radio. to Judge Give him fucking sedition charges. Where are the fucking She's sedition right. charges, Matt Popop? Ben, where are the sedition charges? Minimum 10 years, right? Ha-ha. <laughs> because Trump... Wanted to lock up BLM protesters for tearing down racist statues like Robert E. Lee, the fucking Civil War traitor. These people get all teary-eyed. But yeah, they After deserve being, 10 years, you know, minimum. essentially reversed Sedition. by the 11th Circuit in such humiliating fashion. Like, she's not going to keep making these horrible orders. And so... Let's just let the overall appeal process play out, because let's not forget, the motion for partial stay was not the appeal. That's a motion for partial stay pending the appeal, because as we know, and as you know, as loyal Legal AF listeners, appeals take time, right? There's a briefing schedule that's fairly long with an opening brief, a reply brief, a response brief. The irreparable harm was those classified records, and, and the Department of Justice was like, look, we'll tolerate a normal, slow process until Judge Eileen Cannon continued to make these orders that totally fly in the face of the law, that fly in the face of comedy with, C-O-M-I-T-Y, comedy with the special master making the recommendations. And this past week, she rejected the special master's recommendation that Donald Trump, as the plaintiff bringing the case, should file an affidavit under penalty of perjury in response to the Department of Justice's affidavit of the evidence log, either confirming or denying that that was the stuff that he took and was being kept in Mar-a-Lago. That's what Judge Deary said, because, hey, you're the plaintiff. Submit an affidavit as the plaintiff in a civil case. And I, as the special master, I want to make sure 
that I am dealing with an accurate set of documents so later nobody's going to make arguments, oh, there was the process was confusing to me and these were not the real documents. She, sua sponte, swoops in and she goes, he does not have to file a, a declaration under penalty of perjury. How dare you, Judge Raymond Deary, force the plaintiff to submit an affidavit under penalty of perjury. That's not what I envisioned in this process. One of the other things Judge Raymond Deary also requested is that on a rolling basis, rather than wait to the end, with the thousands of documents that are still in play, that Trump responds to his various bogus privilege claims on a rolling basis versus waiting to the end. Judge Eileen Cannon swoops in goes, why would we do it on a rolling basis? Let's just wait. In fact, let me push back the dates to December 16th. And then finally, Judge Raymond Deary said, you know what? The Rule 41G motion, which is a federal criminal rule of procedure about return of property, I'd like the parties to brief if that should even go before me or Judge Cannon. Shouldn't that go before the magistrate judge, Judge Reinhardt? I want you to brief those issues. And then Judge Eileen Cannon swooped in and said, how dare you? How dare you request that the magistrate potentially hear this? Like, let's not even brief the issue. I asserted extraordinary equitable jurisdiction. That was in the footnote of her ruling. I asserted the equitable jurisdiction. This is mine to make the ruling on. And so when that happened, I did one of the quick video hits that I've been doing on the Midas Touch YouTube channel. And I said, they're going to file an appeal so quickly on this because these, these orders are just insane. Sane, and she's got no credibility, and boom, the Department of Justice filed for a motion for expedited appeal, saying, let's get the show on the road. We want the entire briefing done, no extensions, by November, and let's get make a ruling right now, 11th Circuit, that Judge Eileen Cannon shouldn't even have jurisdiction over this at all. Like she should never have even ex exerted equitable jurisdiction. She has no jurisdiction. Stop this whole process right now. Popak, you want to go into what that motion said? This simple 30-second method reverses memory loss for good. It's so easy you can do it from the comfort of your own home. This changes everything we know about memory loss, dementia, or mental decline. If you or your loved ones are all... Yeah, I'll give comment on some of the other things that you said. I think the 11, I think the Department of Justice, as we had, we had predicted, was willing at one point, and that point has long since passed, to live with Judge Cannon and work around her and thread the needle to try to find a place <laughs> of expediency to do what we keep ignoring every time we talk about these things, not you and me, but others, which is there is an ongoing pending criminal investigation that has been completely hampered, hamstrung, and um, blocked by a federal judge on behalf of a former president of the United States. That's extraordinary that any potential criminal defendant would get that. Or as Tristan Snell, one of our fellow talking heads, um, legal tweeted, um, oh, Trump finally found the defense lawyers, the criminal defense lawyers he was looking for in the form of Eileen Cannon. <laughs> it's a great line. So that the DOJ has been, as it always has been under Merrick Garland, very sober 
and realpolitik and their approach to things. Like, we don't like Eileen Cannon. We think she's made a bad ruling as of September 5th, her original ruling. But let's find a way to maybe live with it without inviting the ire of this young judge. So we'll appeal, as you outlined earlier, Ben, we'll appeal part of what she did. Let's get those 100 classified documents and empty folders back so we, we aren't inhibited. Mm -hmm. And then we'll deal with the other, that'll be the immediate stay that we, we brought a, a motion up to the 11th Circuit. Let's get a new set of judges because we're not doing well with Judge Cannon. And they got a great ruling out of the 11th Circuit that you and I covered extensively. A three-judge panel, it'll be the same three-judge panel for this briefing. And they got great rulings. Even an invitation, I believe, and I think you and I talked about this, from the 11th Circuit to bring back a bigger case. They said, we are only here on the very narrow thing the Department of Justice has asked us to look at, which is the 100 documents. But, but when they wrote their order, originally the 11th Circuit gave a very broad and sweeping analysis as to why the Department of Justice was right and Judge Cannon was wrong at every turn. The Department of Justice had to be heartened by that and had that always in their back pocket that if they ever go back to the Department of uh, to the 11th Circuit, they have a friendly, receptive panel who is already on their side on the major issues, which are national security is at stake, a criminal investigation is at stake, and Judge Cannon went way too far beyond her powers, beyond her jurisdiction in ordering these things. And the Department of Justice had a say in their back pocket, if we ever have to go back there quickly, we know we have a receptive audience because we see how they've analyzed it and how they've slapped and reprimanded uh, uh, Judge Cannon. So they sat and patiently waited. It's a patient organization, the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland, to see what Cannon would do next. They were sort of, they were, they were heartened in the beginning. Look how quickly things change, Ben. How, how sands shift so quickly. They were heartened by Judge Deary. The judge that you and I were you know, thinking about, well, maybe they picked him because of uh, Carter Page and prior problems. Judge Deary is the only judge with any gravitas that's involved in this case other than the 11th Circuit, and he started issuing really great rulings for the Department of Justice and for democracy. Uh, you think, uh, I've heard all this crap out there about the FBI planting Trump. Okay, file an affidavit and tell me if you have any objection to any part of the inventory and tell me what's been planted or what's not been planted, or we're not going to ever hear about that in this courtroom again. And other things that were consistent with the, with the delegation of authority that he was given by Judge Cannon. So what does Judge Cannon do? As you said, she clips the wings of, of a more senior, experienced uh, judge in Judge in Judge Deary, who's still a senior judge in federal court, <laughs> Eastern District of New York. He's not retired. He's still a brethren of hers. Clips his wings and says, nope, you got it all wrong in all the reasons that Ben you outlined. Which leaves, by the way, we haven't talked about it yet, but it leaves Judge Deary in a really weird place because if he can't do the job that he thinks he's been given because he's getting micromanaged by Judge Cannon, he may walk. At a certain point, Judge Deary may say, you know what, I don't need this. I have a job to do. I'm not being allowed to do that job in the delegation by Judge Cannon, and I'm out, which would be a major delay, of course, if the special master stays in place. So having watched her recent rulings on Thursday, the Department of Justice must have slapped their collective forehead. I'll do it here for people that watch us. And said, oh, we can't live with Cannon anymore. We thought if she, once she turned it over to Deary, she'd let him do his job. He's, she's not letting him do his job. She's interfering again. We have a receptive 11th Circuit. Let's file our motion now 
for an expedited appeal on the remaining 11,000 documents because they shouldn't be sitting with a special master either. And what they said in that application, Ben, to the 11th Circuit, to that same three-judge panel is, let's get all this done by, all briefings should be done by the 9th, the 9th of November on both sides. So it's fully brief, full-blown appeal for the panel to consider on the remaining 11,000. The special master should not have been appointed by Judge Cannon. That's the appeal. The 11,000 documents shouldn't be sitting in Brooklyn. They should be back with the Department of Justice who has a job to do, a job the 11th Circuit already recognized, which is to defend democracy, to, uh, to protect national security, and to investigate a potential crime. Let's not forget, the Department of Justice and the FBI is charged with investigating crimes. They've said it's not just the 100 documents, 11th Circuit panel, it's the 11,000, some of which were commingled with the documents that, are now, that we now have back in our possession, and we can't naturally investigate and follow leads wherever they take us as to the commission of possible crimes. And not just classified documents is the crime, they reminded the 11th Circuit. The, the criminal statutes that are cited in the original search warrant, as you and I talked about at length, talk about statutes that have nothing to do with classification, including statutes that predate the classification system, like the trees, like the Espionage Act, having nothing to do with it. So you need to lift 11th Circuit, all inhibitions and prohibitions on, on the FBI and the Department of Justice to do our job and do it now and get everything briefed by, by the 11th of November. I think they have a receptive audience, audience in the 11th Circuit I think they're going to get expedited briefing, and I think ultimately they're going to win, and Cannon's going to be out of this case, as is Judge Deary, either by his own his own hand or because the special master goes poof when the appellate court rules in the favor of the Department of Justice. What do you think, Ben? Oh, I absolutely agree with you, and what the Department of Justice pointed out to the 11th Circuit is your same analysis why she doesn't have equitable jurisdiction when you apply those factors of that case that is the controlling case about any judge who wants to extraordinarily assert equitable jurisdiction has to maintain that these factors are present and you've already ruled that there was no callous disregard by the department of justice in 11th circuit you said that the inquiry by judge eileen cannon should have ended there and she should not have asserted jurisdiction but then you continue to go down all of the other elements as well under the Ritchie test and found that even under those other elements, under any element, she should never have asserted <laughs> equitable jurisdiction. Like, how could you claim that Trump would have irreparable harm to documents that he can't possibly possess? And if you're claiming that Donald Trump would face irreparable harm, you're essentially saying anyone who robs a bank will just say, hey, I'm going to be harmed if you criminally investigate me. That's going to harm my reputation. And that's the dumbest possible legal analysis is essentially what the 11th Circuit said. So the Department of Justice said, you've already analyzed these issues. The same exact analysis applies here. Let's not delay this anymore. One other point I want to make before going to the next topic, which is how unprecedented it is for a federal judge just to overturn a special master's recommendations when they appoint the special master to do the specific task and they then carry out the task. Even if it wasn't a distinguished 
senior status former chief judge of the Eastern District like Judge Deary, if it was a private lawyer and a federal judge did that, it would raise lots of eyebrows and go, huh, then why would you appoint the special master in the first place to give you those recommendations? Like, you almost never see that type of thing happening. Now, the fact that she's doing that to a judge who's like one of the most respected judges, who's been a judge for like four or five decades, you know, who has presided over some of the most consequential cases in New York, from mafia cases to Pfizer-related cases, and this new judge is going to say, I'm overturning your recommendation that the plaintiff in a case should not have to submit affidavits in support of their own case is the most batshit crazy stuff. And look, you and I could go on and talk about this, what well, one thing, one though, yeah, on the batshit crazy, because <laughs> there's a lot of Twitter feeds about how do you, how do you get rid of Judge Cannon, and I, and I I ta and hats off, you know, to the Department of Justice, who I think has had the win in the bank since their prior ruling, and did not immediately go for the full appeal on the eleven thousand documents, but waited to see what Judge Cannon was going to do next. They got this win in the bank. Uh -huh. it's the, as you said, it's the exact same analysis that that it doesn't give her jurisdiction over the eleven thousand over the one hundred, doesn't give her jurisdiction over the eleven thousand. Exactly. So I think it's a win. Now why did they wait? Because they're trying to do this fast. They got a criminal investigation. As to the removal of Judge Cannon, originally I was always like, listen, I've had judges, so have you who you ha you haven't liked their decisions. But it doesn't mean, as terrible as those decisions may be in your mind, it doesn't mean it's, you know, fraud or corruption or disqualification grounds or refusal grounds to get rid of the judge. However, having now watched her a few times, there is a petition that the Department of Justice could bring, and I think it could go to the chief judge of the Southern District of uh, Florida, who sits in Miami, or to the 11th Circuit, it is not unprecedented for the for a, a an appellate court to remove a trial judge because they find either incompetence, bias, the appearance of impropriety or bias, which is what the the uh, the rules on judge recusals and disqualification says. If they think she has now gone so far that her own rulings will not will be challenged for appearance of, of propriety. The 11th Circuit itself, if the Department of Justice were to ask, could remove her, and I think the Chief Justice could too. But here you go. The Department of Justice, there's an old line about assassinating a king. If you're going to shoot the king, you better kill the king, because if you shoot and miss, you just have a wounded, pissed-off king. If you go for the federal judge and you lose, you're stuck with Cannon, who now knows you tried to remove her. So. I'm not sure this Department of Justice does that, but there is a method to remove the trial judge through the 11th Circuit, should they so choose. Shifting gears to New York now with the uh, Letitia James, the New York Attorney General's $250 million fraud lawsuit against Donald Trump, his adult children who purportedly run the business, Weisselberg and others, this lawsuit would also enjoin or stop Trumps from the Trumps from being on, on uh, boards as managing members or directors, basically stopping them from doing business um, or running businesses it would be about a five-year ban from buying property in New York. But basically, it would be the civil death penalty for the Trump organization. 
if this case uh, prevails. When this case was filed, it wasn't assigned yet to any uh, specific judge. But one of the things the New York Attorney General, Tish James, did was they filed a notice of related cases to Justice Arthur Engeron. And Justice Arthur Engeron was the justice who presided over the special proceeding where the New York AG, Tish James, was issuing the subpoenas and gathering the discovery. That was the precursor to the lawsuit that was being filed in that in that special proceeding, right, Donald Trump was held in contempt for not, for not turning over the discovery. He was basically fined and sanctioned by Justice Engeron over $100,000 that he had to pay. Alina Haba was Trump's lawyer on that case, and apparently she still is representing Donald Trump in this case. So a notice of related case just basically says um, one matter is related to the other matter. And so, therefore, the judge who presides over the other matter should hear both or multiple matters because they're familiar with the facts of the case. And for judicial efficiency and judicial economy, why would you have a new judge have to relearn everything? One of the things that Trump's lawyers did, though, in response to the Tish James lawsuit, though, is say this should not go in front of Justice Arthur and Duran. They said it should go in front of the complex commercial division within the New York court system because it satisfies the elements of being a complex commercial dispute. And they filed a letter brief to the administrators of the New York court system earlier this week, and they said Fish James should not be able to transfer this case or get this case related to that same judge. They don't like Justice Arthur Engeron because he followed the law and held Trump accountable. And they want to try to go judge shopping for a judge who more resembles an Eileen Cannon, although you'll probably have a little bit more difficulty finding that in New York. But nonetheless, that's what they're out basically fishing for. And then in response to that, well, I would say shortly after Alina Haba asked for that this goes to another judge, the New York court system immediately assigned it. They, they allowed the related case to go forward, and they assigned it to Arthur and Duran. And then on September 29th, uh, Tish James in the New York AG's office filed a letter and said, look, Alina Haba isn't wrong in the sense that this does satisfy the complex commercial division requirements, but it's long been held in New York that that's not dispositive. Um, cases could and should go before nothing. the related judge in circumstances where that meets the judicial economy. And here, all of those factors would make sense. And yeah. so it's not an absolute that if you satisfy these I requirements, it goes to the commercial division. It should stay in I front of like Justice Engeron. And not only that, just we're ready to go to trial in 2023. And we're going to ask Engeron for a 2023 trial date. And so there's no reason at all to even address or deal with Alina Habba's motion. It's before the right judge. This is more delay. And one of the things that Tish James says is, we know Trump's tactics by now. His whole thing is delay, delay, delay. While he is engaged in active criminal fraudulent conduct. And so this case needs to be heard now. None of this Trump BS. We're ready to go. And Judge Engeron or Justice Engeron knows the case. And Popak, you know 
a lot about yeah. this procedure. This is your, um, you know, one of your home courts, this and Florida. Um, yeah. What do you make of these moves? Yeah, well, th let me first say that what we're doing right now on Legal AF, I think this people tune in for us, is completely different than mainstream media reported this. All the headlines for mainstream media were um, uh, Letitia James, New York AG, moves for immediate trial as early as at the end of 2023. That's not the headline. The you headline should have been what you outlined, which is Trump tries to forum shop and get a better judge than the judge that was assigned to the case and tries to do it by way of asking for um, transfer to the commercial division or assignment to the commercial division. That's really the heart of the story. And then I have one observation about the NYAG's um, comment about there's an ongoing fraud, we gotta hurry up and try this case. I wanna to talk to you about that in a minute. But you got the you have the procedure exactly right. This is, this is my backyard, this is where I practice. And let me just say, because you know, it's true and I practice there, the judges of the commercial division are very good. There's four of them, five of them. They're very good. I appear in front of them regularly. I've transferred cases to the commercial division that were complex in nature and that belong there. Um, but that's not appropriate here. And that's why the New York administrative judge did not um, did not heed the request by the, um, by the defendant here to transfer the case, the case to the commercial division. If there wasn't a prior case, which you call properly a special proceeding, that Judge Engeron already presided over with 800 court filings, with tens of thousands of documents already reviewed by Judge Engeron in his supervision of the investigation by Letitia James's office that led to the filing of the civil lawsuit, right? That's why they're related. He already has the learning curve. It would take a year or, you know, if, even if a judge in the commercial division dropped all of their other cases and they have thousands of cases in front of them, they have, you know, it, you know, this is New York. This is like, we call it almost like jelly justice, you know, num, you know, number 38. Okay. What do you want? Half a pound of pastrami and you wanted me to decide your contract case. All right, great. You don't have a lot of time with these judges. In fact, a little known fact for people outside of where I practice, and I think this happens in California where you practice a lot too, Ben, is that the law clerk. The law secretary, it's called, for each judge is almost like a mini judge. It's almost like a magistrate. And they make a lot of preliminary rulings on things other than discovery, substantively, as if they were the judge. They're not elected. They're lawyers. They, some of them want to be judges in the future, but they are the law secretary. They hold tremendous power over a case. And each one of the commercial judges, for justices, for instance, has a law secretary, as, did, as does Engeron. So you have that's the process. Normally, a case like this, because it is complicated, would go to the commercial division. However, Judge Engeron, who's better than Judge Engeron, who, who has all of this body of work that he's done already? There's only one judge that's ready to take this case to trial in 2023, which is what the AG's office has pointed out. And that's Judge Engeron. The only part of the applicant of the letter, which was successful, they successfully got got it back to Engeron. When, when the case assignment came out, and he'll now be trying the case, and now he'll decide at a hearing, they've asked for a, a expedited preliminary conference in front of Judge Engeron, which we'll report on when it happens, and they're going to, and they've already telegraphed that they're going to ask for a 2023 trial date, and I think he's going to give it to them. The only aspect of it that I thought they went a little bit too far is when they said, this is an ongoing fraud, and we've got to hurry up and try this case. Well, listen, if it's an ongoing fraud that you're really worried about, then what's the thing Fucking that you move for? 
Say that one more time. Indictment. If it's an ongoing fraud that you're worried about, yeah, what do you move for you in move the for courtroom? A temporary restraining order, yeah. which they haven't done here. So yeah. maybe they will, and then they can really pound their chest in the courtroom and say, oh my God, it's an ongoing fraud, and we need to stop it immediately to stop banks and other victims from being victimized. Which is what they did. And maybe they should. But they did. Oh, that, that was a bit of a, uh, that was a bit of a law school that, moment for me right there. From- I, I was, I'm sorry. <laughs> Professor Paul- this is from October 1st, so um, this that's like two weeks ago, and they just, Tish James, the New York Attorney General, just, just uh, uh, slapped him with um, um, getting him a special, uh, <laughs> getting him a special master. Uh, it, it's called a monitor, and... <laughs> um, so, which will put a chill on his attempt to just start up a Trump org too and move all his assets and stuff out of his she he was he was barred from that. Thanks to Tish James. Thank you, darling. We love you, Tish. Everybody send her some love on social media. You know, we need to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> I, was, I was like Kingsfields in paper chess. I got Mr. I a little bit of flashback to, to law school there. So for, this, so for those who are listening on the audio, and we'll keep that in the pod. So I'm, I'm at my mom's right now. Um, and I, I just flew back from Europe, and so I was just getting a text message about what did I want to eat for lunch, and um, and so I was not paying attention to anything Popak was saying. Oh, that's terrible. And, and then Popak's like, what do you call that, Ben? I called just, you out. It was just like in law school where you right. can you know, G-chatting or whatever with the people in your classroom. And what do we call that? That you repeat the question? Of the <laughs> By the way, that was really fun. I did feel a little bit like paper chase. Mr. Mycetus. Ingeron, who has all of this body of work that he's done already. There's only one judge that's ready to take this case to trial. It's one of it that I thought they went a little bit too far is when they said, this is an ongoing fraud. And we've got to hurry up and try this case. Well, listen, if it's an ongoing fraud that you're really worried about, then what's the thing that you move for? When when the case assignment came out, and he'll now be trying the case, and now he'll decide at a hearing they've asked for which we'll report on when it happens. And they're gonna, and they've already telegraphed that they're gonna ask for a 2023 trial date. And I think he's gonna give it to them. So maybe they will, and then they can really pound their chest. In the- I'm going to send that to Ben. <laughs> he likes something on Twitter. Is when they said, this is an ongoing fraud, and we've got to hurry up and try this case. Well, listen, if it's an ongoing fraud that you're really worried about, then what's the thing that you move for? Say that one more time. Indictment, Ben. Indict. Say the word indictment. Temporary restraining order, which they haven't done here. The only aspect of it that I thought they went a little bit too far is when they said this is an ongoing fraud 
and we've got to hurry up and try this case. Well, listen, if it's an ongoing fraud that you're really worried it's about, it's an inside joke. Then what's the thing? Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like for the longest time. Whoa. Okay, um, January 6th committee hearing streamed five days ago. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> need to, I was listening to that, watching that. I think we should continue watching that. Just, uh, okay. Very important, everybody in America. America should be watching this. Better incentives to quit cigarettes and better access to the and better access to the alternative. Commercial corporate media success. We need to break up corporate media monopoly. And the American people alone. And frankly, there is no federalist society. And the notion that any one person could choose the American president. American president. Make no mistake. President Trump knew that what he was demanding Vice President Pence do was evil. Okay, I need to pull up. That was Ms. Murphy. All right. Um, should we go all the way back? Well, okay. Despite this. Let's pull up. Let's pull up. Okay, here we go. The Order Senate in committee the to investigate January 6th Order in the court. on the United States Capitol should be in order. Without objection, the chair is authorized to declare the committee in recess at any point. <clears throat> Pursuant to House Deposition Authority Regulation T. I know it's like, the chair you know, in an ordinary court. <laughs> they just say order, you know, not even. They don't have to, they don't have to fucking bang a gavel in the courts. But, there's something about the gavel. The gavel. Mm, that's a good name for Trista's, like, legal um, ingenue. That's a good name. That's good, like, subtitled. Wait, um, order in the courts. Legal ingenue with an E because <clears throat> it's feminine. Feminine, moi. His approval. To I saw the that I'm on Wikipedia. I mean, uh, I'm on Ballotpedia. Yay! I need to upload a photo. Um, I'm on there as a write-in candidate. Your heart, too. Thank you, Benny. Ago, I hope you're feeling better after you. Started after to present our findings to you. COVID, you got COVID a couple months ago. From the back. beginning, we understood that some Seems people fine. watching those proceedings would wrongly assume that the committee's investigation was a partisan exercise. That's why I asked those who 
were skeptical I sent him a get well soon note a tweet to listen to the evidence to hear the testimony with an open mind and to let the facts speak for themselves before reaching any judgment. Over the course of these hearings, over the them, their courses of them, their there were hearings. a multi-part plan <laughs> led by former President Donald Trump to overturn the 2020 election. Donald Trump lost his bid for re-election. Donald Trump lost his bid. Well, what do you know? Damn straight. Donald Trump knew he lost. Yeah, he Trump certainly did. He knew he lost. And he, lost and he just didn't want to admit he fucking lost. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up, dude. It's not only fucked up, Trista, it's fucking criminal. Fucking criminal. How do we know this? How have we been able to present such a clear picture of what took place? Because of the testimony we've heard and that we have presented to you through these proceedings, because of the documentary evidence we've gathered, and also made available directly to you, the American people. Arizona when Chip. you look back at what has come out through this committee's work, the most striking fact is that all this evidence oh, yeah. come almost entirely from Democrats.
proceeding will also be grounded in the facts. But it won't look exactly like all our other hearings. We'll also take a step back and look at the evidence in a broader context, providing a summary of key facts. his motivation and about his intent. What did President Trump know? The multi-part plan to overturn the election. For those of you who watched our prior hearing, some of this evidence will look familiar. urge you to go online and watch our hearing in full. There's one more convened today, not as a hearing, but as a formal committed business meeting, so that in addition to presenting evidence, we can potentially hold a committee vote on further investigative action based upon that evidence. Before we get to that evidence, I recognize uh, our distinguished vice chair. Just realized I turned down UCLA and political science also. instead to go to Berkeley. Ha -ha. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. What just happened? We received new witness testimony. Where is it? About efforts. Not her. Our investigation and conceal key well, That's weird. And according to public recordings, the Department of Justice has been very active in pursuing many of the issues identified in our prior hearing. Huh. Our committee may ultimately decide to make a series of criminal referrals to the Department of Justice, but we recognize that our role is not to make decisions regarding prosecution. The preamble to our Constitution recites, among its purposes, to quote, Establish justice. And our nation's judiciary and our U.S. Department of Justice have that responsibility. A key element of this committee's responsibility is to propose reforms to prevent January 6th from ever happening again. We've already proposed, and the House has now passed, a bill to amend the Electoral Count Act to help ensure that no other future plots to overturn an election can succeed. As you view our evidence today, I would suggest a focus on the following points. First, as you will see,
President Trump had a premeditated plan to declare that the election was fraudulent and stolen before election day. I have another On the Resitrista Show, Tribal Radio, Tribal Radio. Against the advice of his campaign without any evidence in hand. Then, over the next two months, he sought to find those who would help him invent and spread lies about the widespread fraud. Many of those who stepped forward to help, including Rudy Giuliani, knew they never had real evidence sufficient to change the election results. And on the evening of January 5th, they admitted they were still trying to find that phantom evidence. Of course, as a result of making intentionally false claims of election fraud, Mr. Giuliani's license to practice law has now been suspended. Second, please recognize that President Donald Trump was in a unique position. Better informed about the absence of widespread election fraud than almost any other American. President Trump's own campaign experts told him that there was no evidence to support his claims. His own Justice Department appointees investigated the election fraud claims and told him, point blank, they were false. In mid-December 2020, President uh -huh. Trump's senior advisors told him the time had come to concede the election. Donald Trump knew the courts had ruled against him. He had all of this information, but still he made the conscious choice to claim fraudulently that the election was stolen. Pressure state officials to change election results, to manufacture fake electoral Huge. Knowing that they were angry, knowing that some of them were armed, he sent them to the Capitol. Then he incited his supporters to further violence by publicly condemning his vice president. And then he refused for hours to disband his rioting supporters and instruct them to leave. Is normal or acceptable or lawful in our Other federal law enforcement and our national guard who arrived later in the afternoon. All of these people had a hand in stopping the election. This leads us to a key question. Why would Americans assume that our Constitution and our institutions in our Republic are invulnerable to another attack? Why would we assume that those institutions will not fall for next time? A key lesson of this investigation is this. Our institutions only hold when men and women of good faith make them hold, regardless of the political cause. We have no guarantee that these men and women will be in place next time. Any future president inclined to attempt what Donald Trump did in 2020 now learn not to insult people who could stand in the way. And also, please consider this. The rulings of our court are respected and obeyed because we as citizens pledge to accept and honor them. Most importantly, 
our president, who has a constitutional obligation, faithfully constitutional moron, swears to accept them. What happens when the president disregards the court's rulings as illegitimate? When hmm. he disregards the rule of law? The that fucking traitor. And a terrorist. Finally, as you Criminal and put him. Today, also consider this. President Trump knew from unassailable sources that his election fraud. actually thought the election was stolen are not that Donald Trump was due or irrational. No president can defy the rule of law and act this way in a constitutional republic, period. Mr. Chairman, our nation's federal judges are... He did on purpose. Yeah, he knew that. Yeah. Well, lock him the F up. He's a traitor in thief. He did on purpose. Yeah, he into a situation to be like this is my idea this is what i think this is the best way to go is a really way to approach conversations or or brainstorming with other people it is possible to have an opinion and have a clear opinion but also not not be and and show up in a place to be like this is what i think also what is your perspective what do you think here like i'm open to that being challenged i'm open to changing my mind i'd love your perspective love to hear what you think about that uh, right it's like you can be you can balance being like confident but being cocky or being a Coming into a situation to be like, this is my idea, this is what I do. He's a traitor in thief. Claims that presence supported by facts and are not a defense. He did on purpose.
Right, so what I'm doing right now is I'm um, sending it to all the Democratic groups and BuzzFeed News, Political Mag, Sarcasm Politics, ASU Young Dumbs, ACLU Florida, The Young Turks, of Democratic Socialist, Stand Up Podcast, Warning Joe, Politico, Comedy Central, NPR Politics, The Hill, Women's March, K-Gun 9, Lickin' Project, One Dumb Minute, Post Opinions, Ben Micellus, Washington Post, Midas Touch, Nash, and National Normal. Copper Courier, New Progressive Democrat, Governors uh, Association, National Governors Association, Women, uh, Women's March, Tucson, Ariana Huffington, Trevor Noah. I've been keep asking him if I can have his job. AZ Central Podcasts, Arizona Working Families, AZLD for STEMS, Save Our Schools, Arizona Senator Mark Kelly. Latino Voices, Improv Comedy Clubs, People for Bernie Sanders, Colbert Late Show, AFL, CIO for Arizona. This is Tucson, HuffPost, Midas, Jordy, Arizona Daily Star, Progressives for America, Arizona Youth Power Coalition, Glenn Kirchner, Arizona Progressive Movement, <laughs> Justice to the West. Why is that funny, just, uh... It's like, uh, I, I realize this, like, arguing with myself, it's like my ego and my id's arguing, you know, debating. Justice Democrats, first Young Turks fan page, Katie Fong Show, host Puff, Huff, Huff Post Women, Democracy Now! I need to, uh, I need to contact DN, DN and apply, and maybe she'll give me a fucking shout out. Or put me in her credits. Just, uh, that's a good idea. Get on it, man. Rolling Stone, Emma, Arizona Democratic Party. Oh, I hope there's... I don't know. They're usually hiring. Maybe just, like, uh, as a contributing producer, you know? I'll cover the... I'll be happy to cover the Arizona races. I'm a poli-sci scholar. Yeah. Okay. Travel radio, sharing to reels. I'm registered but traveling, so, oh shit. Ah, right. I'm still um, podcasting on that one as well. Because I can't, I can't turn this fucking thing off. Orf. Um, but, uh, come back if you want to hear some more. We're going to, we're going to be here and I'm going to be making memes. I've actually heard this. I heard this this morning. Uh, most of it, but they they vote to subpoena Donald Trump. That's a, a that's the uh, be the giveaway, the ending, the um, what do you call it? Kill not a killjoy, DJ Killjoy. DJ Killjoy. I have a lot of like other alter egos I could make like that's one of them DJ Killjoy it would be like a heavy like a death metal <laughs> death metal uh, rap rapper <laughs> that's funny yeah and I can you know even pitch it like that death metal rapper <laughs> anyway <clears throat> I don't know actually what you're going to do, uh, Mr. iPhone Podcast, because it's going to get stuck at 60 minutes, 
And by the way, Guten Abend, or I'm sorry, Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Ah, uh, look, how do you say sorry? Sorry in German. Entschuldigen Sie mir. How's your German? Wie geht's, America? Wie geht's? Willkommen, ja. Back to Three Star Four Governor Show, ja. Und? Wie? Wie a broadcasting. The House Six Committee hearing on the Wall Street Journal. Okay, and I'm your host, the Tree Steph. Okay, or DJ Buzzkill. <laughs> if you prefer. And uh, do it daily ASMRs. And gardening shows galore if you do if you look for i've done several gardening tour gardening um tutorials basically because we all got to learn how to grow food idiots learn on hashtag learn on tiktok and und, und, i cover all the pro democracy podcasts Midas Touch, Lincoln Project, Democracy Now. I haven't done Democracy Now for a while. I should do a follow-up Democracy Now's coverage of the insurrection hearings. We should start calling on the insurrection hearings. Yeah, that's, you know, how Mr. Fuckface Nazi moron... Uh, Dump Trump says, you know, was his, he was spewing anti-Jew, U.S. Jew, he called them. You should be lucky, you know, you, Israel, yeah, he's just like inciting racial hatred against the Jews now. Just like his, his, uh, the GOP tweeted, Elon, Kanye, and Trump. Like, those three, those are the three dudes to watch. That's the holy trinity for the GOP. <laughs> turn that into a joke. Anyway, so I'm going to take one of you bitches on a bike ride pretty soon. Sworn to do impartial justice. To preserve our constitution you and bitches. preserve our union. Excuse me. Dozens of these judges have been addressing January 6th cases, and many have given us plain, unmistakable warnings about the direction of our republic. Let me read from one judge's statement given at a recent presentation. Members of Congress and this is SoundCloud. Tristan, the other is on. Well, the claim of fraud was and is untrue. The election was legitimate. They are not afraid of losing their power. They won't say so. It has to be crystal clear that it is not patriotism. It is not standing up for America. Stand up for one man who knows full well that the money is not 
Insurrection hearing. WSJ live exclamation point. And advise Donald Trump to encourage mail in voting by Republicans. President Trump did not you know, you had people arguing that we had a, a very, very robust you know, vote effort and that, you know, mail and ballots could be a good thing uh, for us if we looked at it correctly. Is there one meeting uh, that was kind of uh, in particular? Um, I invited Kevin uh, McCarthy. Hey, welcome back to the Center for I am running for the right in Manchester. I'm a Fenta Fabulous Fenta Poet. I I'm going to be teaching you German from now on. So it was I will be your German instructor. Deutscher Professor. That's what America needs. America needs a freaking German. Deutscher Professor teach us German. So we can become fascists a little bit faster. Fucking Nazi style Germany language. Yeah, let's do it.
people making any calls like that. Um, ballot, ballot. My recommendation was to say that it's still being counted. It's too early to This is an embarrassment to our country. You're an embarrassment to our we country, num numb nuts. Frankly, we did win this election. No, you fucking didn't. Fraud, con artist of we the century. Wars. Jesus fucking Christ, superstar. Um, ballot. Ballot. Are you Trista? Mark. Oops, where'd you put it, Trista? And I won. Huh. And the Fitton memo specifically indicates a plan. To the rest of the nation, like to be a buddy, but I haven't got the time. But didn't see me. Started in the
to show I'm tri-podcasting right now, triple-podcasting, a triple-e, and uh, Pontic Sayed, and the Marine Fire Reserve State Finance Bank, so if you want a comedian, artist, uh, a journalist, um, whatever, <laughs> elected officer, first Arizona State Mine Inspector, sounds like a fun job to me. Look up how much how much is a salary for that thing. Probably get a well, fair salary. So probably never much. I guess seventy two thousand a year. By the way, this is uh, this is music from Fourth Avenue.
Thank you. 
SoundCloud and to let them be my band, you know, let the, re the recording be my band, and so I can sing over better, louder, you know, with a... My mother's condition is digestion, Digestion when I give her bananas, raisins, another banana later on. Did you give her a mild laxative? No. Oh, I have some like no, she, um prunes or something. Take oh, some no. blackberry brandy. Get her some blackberry brandy. My mom used to always. Uh, blackberry brandy. Yeah. It's a mild laxative. Um. And some some prunes. Give her some prunes. I have some prunes. You want, you want some prunes? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or maybe maybe you want to get like a little going there. I can show you what I've got. I don't know. Moist. Moist. Radio, drive a radio, drive pitted plums. Give us some plums to, to snack on. Take it away, Dr. B, man. Hi, Captain Black. Come here, Captain Black. Chickies are. You just let them dry. You can take a couple buds for my bud. It'll take two or three days. Oh, I can like more than that. Like a week. But got plenty of buds, actually. Tribal radio. Huh? Yeah. Hi, baby girl. Hmm. Smells nice. Tribal radio. Okay. Okay. 
There <laughs> you go. Feels kind of minty to me. Here. You can dry them. Cure them or avoid it. Nice and sticky, huh? These are going to be nice little buds for the buds. Can you try one right now? Buds for the buds. Um, you know, there is actually a way my Navajo... Uh, remember, remember Vinny? Chief Vinny? Yeah. He, uh, he yeah. told me there's a way. Yeah, you told me. He, Wasn't he the skinny? With the cop? He started some shit with yeah, the cop? Damn. He was actually, he was a really neat guy. I had some fun, I had some good laughs with him. He was, yeah. <laughs> well, I think he, he did some meth with uh, the other chief and they Changed both him. turned to shit. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he threw a, a monitor he threw a fucking monitor at my heads because I wouldn't roll him a stop everything and roll him a fatty. <laughs> fucking entitled. I guess he started to see me as the man. The man. The cop. Yeah, like a It, you know, people try to tear you down um, to make themselves feel bigger. So, Chief, like Louis, told me, like, yeah, this isn't your, this isn't your horse. This isn't. <laughs> you know what? No. White America, 100, 150 years ago, we were almost, most of them, right? 95% or more were going to church, right? Reading their good book. What if they, what didn't they do what the good book said? Why did they have to discriminate so much? Yeah, it's a good question. And talk so much shit and be so fucking high headed about themselves. Persecute yeah, stop the fucking violence in the in the um it's the unchristian. Unchristian of you. I wanna do more let's go to war. Christian, I should make a um, video for Christian TikTok. <laughs> it's possible, I think, you know what? I make a video for Christian TikTok, um, asking them to be more Christian in terms of, uh, you know, stopping the prejudice and persecution of mothers and queer youth and their parents and uh, black people jeez you know stop the violence stop the so judgmentalism so you know Cuba Portugal and it exists and they got uh -huh. a picture of yeah right yeah yeah of a statue right yeah they yet, know. Yeah, That's the, proof right there. That picture. In the same search. Wasn't born in fucking Genoa, and and in he carried search, out genocide in Cuba, present day Cuba. That's, I'm I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure. That's why they, you know, they fudged and they said, oh, we don't know where he was born. Cause he was born in Cuba. 
And he, yeah, and he names Cuba, and that's where he fucking decimated the population. And in that same Google search, it still says on another, on another Tainos. website. Tainos. The Tainos, right? They talked to, like, the person who wrote that wrote, wrote about that contemporaneously, you know, like he was there on the ship with Columbus, and he wrote about what Columbus did on fucking Hispa, so-called Hispaniola. It's fucking Cuba. Fucking Cuba. Anyway, so yeah. Well, on the same search, there's other websites that say that he was born in, in uh, Genova. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a cover-up. It's part of the cover-up. Yeah. He never made it to the Americas. Uh, you know, that's not that's not that's the fucking Bahamas. Yeah, he, he made it to the Caribbean, and he opened the door for people like Jose de Leon and Cortez. Other colonizers to, you know, fucking destroy uh, the the Mayan history. You know about that, it. right? They destroyed the Mayan books. Well, the reason he didn't even make it to Mexico or, or uh, South America, Central America, is because he was too busy having fun. <laughs> In the Caribbean, uh, having fun, you know, killing people, raping, pillaging, uh, stealing. Yeah, and then they... So they, were, that's they, what they were, that was spending the years doing that. That's what they were doing, spending the years. That's why they didn't keep going. Why didn't he keep going? He would have, he would have come up to Mexico. Why did he leave Mexico for Cortez? Yeah, we should talk all about Columbus. This, this year, we should blow it wide open. You know, they said that the January 6th insurrection hearing so would blow the roof off the blow the roof off this if we just start talking about columbus what we now know about columbus or man zarco let's just start calling him zarco sounds like a brutal dictator bullshit human trafficking genocide maker so supposedly he made three trips and i guess they told him you know that uh, cortez was slated to go further west yeah, they, they destroyed those people and they were still like kind and nice to them too. It's it's heartbreaking. Fucking typical colonizer bullshit. And and you, we want to celebrate this shit? No. Say fuck no. Hell to the no. Columbus, go fuck yourself. It's Zarco from now on. <laughs> what do you do? You turn these off? The <clears throat> What I personally do, which is what nobody else does, I use that as shake. Like the those leaves, uh, the dry them and smoke them too. Like tobacco or whatever, you know, or just mix it in with. Cause I don't, um, I don't seek the kind of zombifying effect like some people do, like of of herb. Actually, I like the kind of revive, uh, like. Mm. Energizing. Uh, energizing. Yes, exactly. The energizing. For sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm more likely to kind of thin it out with that's the perfect shake. The, the shake is the perfect tobacco. Like, you want to quit smoking tobacco, just smoke shake. Smoke the leaves. You don't dry it in the sun, do you? Sure. You take like a. What I do is I grab a, I grab a basket or like a, you know, what, how people do it, 
like in Taiwan, like for tea, they, they have these, um, like bamboo kind of, you know, like cane, desert cane would be good. Make a little basket out of desert cane <laughs> and dry it in that. Yeah. Like maybe cover it with something that's, uh, yeah. That's the air roof. Wow. What? It's hitting me. Huh. What? What? Wow. You smoked the green stuff? No, the little bud. I put a little bud in there. It was really moist. Moist? moist. <laughs> but it and a green bud. Yeah, the little bud's in there. Ah. The Is, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so probably... Why not, right? <laughs> probably, it'll probably dry up quickly. Right. Good stuff, eh? Great stuff, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's me and Anthony who are both kind of green thumbs. He's like a fucking expert, dude. Yeah. And I learned, I learned from the chiefs, the chiefs, they uh, taught me what I knew about growing herb. My dad used to grow it in the, in the California wilderness. <laughs> yeah, he said really something. He said he had an export license and he was running some growth. Anthony? <sighs> He didn't, he didn't tell me that. So, so he was a pimp? <laughs> That's hilarious. No, no, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. No, I didn't. he definitely did not tell me that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, it explains why he's so he's he's uh, you know, pretty good with women I would say. <laughs> he's very respectful, yeah. Couple, what, what do you, you know, mean? When, the, what I found, uh, I get along great with women when there's no sex involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. when you take the sex away, they become fiery, nasty, fiery beasts. They just get mad at you for no reason. Um, hmm. when, when you say, okay, well, no more sex, I'm sorry. Well, I noticed, like, with... With uh, with sex, it, it totally changes the balance. Usually, there's one person who's more needy than the other. Oh yeah. You know, right? There's one person who's more into the other other person. Uh, you on usually, you know, and uh, usually one person's more into the other other person and uh, might switch. Like women seem to get more attached. Um, you know, that's why we, we kind of, we need to be more careful about who we sleep with because we do become more attached. And when you, uh, when you sleep with someone and then, then, um, you know, if you don't know them, uh, because they're maybe hiding something from you, you know, um, then, uh, say like they're abusive or something, you know, but they're, but they've been hiding it. And so, w- woman sleeps with the with the dude, and she s- 
she may see like red flags, but or she's got this like rose tinted thing on and more likely to forgive him, uh, you know, for things that she shouldn't, you know, that if she had not slept with him and seen it and said, oh, wait, hold on a second here, he's like violent or like he's got like a criminal background or some shit, um, you know, that I don't want to, it'll drag her down. Yeah. Well, what I find is that uh, sex adds a, a dimension to the relationship that can, can either be a savior or, or it can be poison, you know? Yeah, it can kind of destabilize things, I found. Like, because uh, one person is into more into the other one, then, it, then they're off balance and they start doing things... You know, that aren't better. <laughs> yeah, you gave me that. Travel oh. radio! <laughs> when you go for bike rides, would you like to go for the bike ride? Yeah, you want Yeah. It's not very... No, it's not. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Bike. Down there. Down there? Yeah, there. You know that gate needs to be. The gate is all fucked up again. Both of those gates are fucked up. Take it away! Remember the uh my phone was on the amp for this and it's kind of an interesting sound I think. Ben Mete. Thank you, music teacher Ben Mete. Professor Ben Mete. <laughs> I didn't know that actually. I thought, well, I know, I knew that they, uh, you know, they'll do like the music, and then you'll, like, you'll see the uh, singer singing to the recorded version with earphones on and yeah and then there's some post-production shit but that sounds that sounds like a good plan yeah 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 you know what I could do is since I have a bunch of phones like record with all the phones like four phones at a time and then like play them and like add them together and like 16 you know like play each of those Time, or else the THC will actually go away from it. 
Oh, yeah? Oh, what do you know? <laughs> cool. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try smoking some more green herb. Green herb! That's a good, like, title for a comedy album that's kind of like a takeoff from, you know how the Cheech and Chong, they don't make movies anymore about weed. And they don't make comedies anymore they about weed. Because, yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of uh, funny you know what? things that happen when you're a certain age, like they are. Uh-huh. They can be funny. And they can yeah, right? Them. Yeah, you know what? We should write a script for them. And then we can Hi. maybe uh, play some background Hi. music. Well, I got direct lines to Kurt through the, uh, the Tommy Chong's uh, website. So direct line, saying, you mean? Drop like, us a line. Drop us a line about There you go. You there you go. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. want to hear from you. Do it right Tell now. Tell us what you think. Tell what us is this. it? Tell us that. Okay. You know, they're begging for... Uh-huh. <laughs> Official sites. We want to hear from you, yeah. Here's the phone number. Shop Nano Hemp. Mantener la realidad. No, actually, the, the Cubans would say, you know, to keep it real, Yeah. the Cubans would say, no comas mierda. Don't be like shit. No. Don't, don't eat, eat, don't eat, eat shit. shit. No comas mierda means, you know, come mierda. No comes comes? Come shitty girl. Come mierda. <laughs> you know, a stupid guy that's uh, trying to uh, lie to you to your face and uh, you can tell. And, oh. Or, you know, somebody that's yeah, trying totally to... totally makes sense. Yeah, come mierda. Support getchonghemp.com. Hola, Monsieur Chong Chong Chang Chang Chong 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 and Chich Marin is his last name. Up in smoke. Nice. Exclamation points. Mmm, <laughs> all right, that smells great.
Super Pooper Scooper. Yeah. Good job. Thanks, man. You are too. Good job. You rock. Yeah. 
Yeah. 
public indoor spaces and come back if you want to hear some more music and more politics coming in the January 6th insurrection hearings and, uh, <coughs> 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 